Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. Oh, that's Quarter. Quarter's a little twitchy. She just had her uh, epilepsy medication not too long ago and kind of wore her out, so I guess it's nap time for a while. By the way, some of you will be glad to know that I wore an actual t-shirt today to cover up the hairy shoulders that offend so much. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you guys, but really, that's not the hill to die on here. Trust me. It's a thankless job. Until it isn't. Since it was a post detailing sweet experiences with users appreciating work done, I felt I should add to that simply because we really don't see enough of it. As I've said before, I work for a fairly large school district as an L1 campus tech. Because of how large our district is, somewhere around high teens and campuses and swiftly growing, we don't have enough techs at the moment to give everyone a single campus. The high schools and middle schools have enough problems on their own that they require a single dedicated tech on campus every day. The elementary campuses do not have close to the numbers that the above do, so techs will get assigned multiple campuses to take care of through the week. I recently was given my third campus to oversee, which just so happened to be the week after spring break, which came after two weeks of delays due to weather and state testing. So when I say I was backed up on tickets due to being unable to work on them, I'm saying my open ticket numbers were almost starting to rival that of one of the middle schools. The week this story describes was my catch-up week. From the moment I walked in the door to about two hours past lunch, my feet were in constant motion from classroom to classroom. This campus in particular was extra unlucky as my day to visit them happened to be the days that we froze over and school was canceled. So needless to say, they were really hurting for tech help and I was really hurting to get my numbers down to a point that I no longer feel pain when seeing them. It was around 10am on this midweek day and I had closed well over a dozen tickets by this time, most of which were your standard issues, my projector doesn't turn on, or my student's Chromebook won't turn on, or even Susie Q dropped her Chromebook and now the screen's coming off. I was in a daze and entirely functioning on autopilot. My attention was shot, smiles were faked, and conversations were very brief because I was truly exhausted from all the work the week had brought me. This next ticket in my queue talked about a student having an issue with a testing app, stating it was taking much longer than normal to load. No big deal, let me swing by and check it out. When I stop by, I find the kid and ask him to show me what was going on. I immediately learned this kid was very smart when it came to figuring things out, simply because he power cycled the Chromebook using the key combo refresh plus power. And I'm still teaching the teachers how to do that. He shows me the app and how it's not loading properly. So I take the Chromebook and head back to my office. The best thing about these Chromebooks is you can just hook it up to the network and power wash it to reset it. It's like five button presses in about a minute or two at most. Typically this solves 75% of the issues I come across and I was hopeful that this was simply something that could be solved by it, so I reset it and tested the app again, since the machine is set to have the app installed based on the profile defined by the network. I boot the app up, and sure enough, near instant response. Well, cool. Job done. On to the next one. I bring the kid his Chromebook after, at most, three minutes, and they're shocked to see me so quickly. I explain what I did and ask the student to test if all is working, to which I got a happy confirmation. All is good, and I leave to work on the next thing. You might be wondering where the happy part of this story comes. Well, here it is. On the way out for lunch, I'm on fumes at best. As I'm approaching the door, the teacher of that previous student passes me and goes, Hey, my kids think you're a wizard. 
That student was convinced he wouldn't have his Chromebook back for a while, and I told him that you were really good at your job and that you'd get things done really fast. It's these small things in life that make it all worth it, really. I did end up getting my ticket numbers down after that week, but honestly, I wouldn't have gotten it done as quickly without that interaction. It's kind of nice to hear the good and wholesome stories once in a while. You know, we like to laugh and chuckle and grit our teeth at all the, you know, inept users or the people that are just so impatient or self-important that, you know, they should be first. It's nice to know that there are people that appreciate what you guys do. And uh, I appreciate every tech I've come across except for one. This was a call-in tech support issue that, yeah, it was a nightmare. I'll have to share it sometime. It's not all thankless. Years ago, I was working tech support at a theater, the play kind with a stage, not a movie theater. And I started dating a woman with a teenage son at home. And he didn't like this new guy stealing his mama away from him. Well, I was newly divorced and living my best life, so I had booked a World War II tour of Operation Market Garden in the Netherlands. A full immersion event where we dressed up in uniforms, joined an armored convoy, and slept in foxholes. Well, that sounds romantic. At the end of the tour, my new girlfriend joined me for a week while we did our own tour of Benelu, Benlu, I don't know. And afterwards, we headed back to the States together to resume our regular lives. I had parked my car on the ramp across the street from work and took the train to the airport. So the first thing we had to do was go to the theater and pop by the office to get my keys. My girlfriend's son met us at the airport and drove us downtown, as this was the longest time he'd been without his mother and didn't want to waste a single minute when he could be chatting with her. When we got to the theater, they decided to come inside with me as it's a beautiful space, and every person we ran into was unabashedly happy to see me and gush about how much they had missed me. From staff wandering through the lobby to the receptionist at stage door, to random people in the hallway, to my boss and co-workers once we got to the office, all gushed on about how much I was missed. Although to be honest, the team was just happy they didn't have to cover my duties anymore. By the time we left, the kid decided that the guy dating his mother may not be so bad after all. Well that's cool. It can be tough on kids, man. You know, my parents were divorced when I was younger and uh, when my dad was thinking about getting remarried and my mom was dating... It was a little weird for me, you know. I guess some part of me thought that that other person was trying to step in and take over the role of either my dad or my mom, depending on which side it was on. I guess it depends on how old you are, but, you know, as long as they kind of stay in their lane and realize that they're not going to take over as your parent unless the need arises. You know, if if you have a parent that passed or is no longer in your life in some way and they step in and help fill the parental role without being obnoxious, eh, I guess that could work. And I'm rambling. Total grandma type. So this is a short and sweet story, but I love spreading positivity. So I get an email ticket from one of our users yesterday. Very brief. Nobody. Subject just reads VPN. I email back asking for more information. Asking for error messages and things like that. I get a reply once again with no information, just reading broken. Great. One of those types. The ones who are so impatient that it isn't worth their time to write proper emails. So I call the number and their signature and brace myself for the shortness, rudeness, impatientness, etc. The user answers the call with the sweetest old lady voice you could imagine. Hello, this is username. Hi username, this is OP with company name. How are you today? Oh, hello OP, I'm doing much better now that you're calling. Do you think you can fix my problem? I was surprised. Been a while since I've heard that much sweetness. Well, I'll certainly try. Can I jump on your computer to take a look? Absolutely. Please do. Do whatever you need to. I hop on and start taking a look at the issue. Goodness, I can't believe how fast you're going. You IT guys always impress me with how smart you are, especially compared to stupid people like me. 
Hearing her put herself down like that broke my heart. Hey now, I say, we don't use words like that. I just have experience. If you guys didn't need help, I wouldn't have a job. It's not your job to know how to fix this. A few minutes later, I solved the issue and get her working properly. You already finished? Yes, ma'am. I've seen this issue before, so I knew how to resolve it. I can practically hear the smile in her voice. I'm so glad you guys do our IT now. Our last IT provider was horrible, always rude, and took so long to get back. Thank you so much, OP. You've been a really big help. Lady, you're going to give me a cavity. The next day, I got a review back from her as my company sends out automated reviews once a ticket is closed. The review was marked overwhelmingly positive, and the text read, My new best friend OP got the issue fixed lickety split. Fast, friendly service. That's why I love company name. Keep it up. I'm still riding the high off that call and wanted to share as it's experiences like this that remind me why I do this job. For every rude customer out there, there's always going to be that one that makes it worthwhile. Wow, two in a row. There really are a lot of people that appreciate what you guys do out there. I can't say we because I'm not a tech guy. Um, I help with tech, but I'm not I'm not a tech person. I'm not help desk. I'm not tech support, whatever. I just like technology and try to learn where I can. But I do appreciate most of the people that helped me. There was one exception a long time ago. I don't know. I think it was Dell support. Oh, never again. Somehow I did enough searching online to trip across Michael Dell's personal office, not personal, but his office phone number, direct phone number, got his personal assistant and had a new laptop for my wife the next business day. That was amazing. Never talked to Michael Dell, just talked to the assistant, but uh, yeah, so that was nice. But the regular text that I dealt with that day, not so much. How can you mess this up? I'm a teacher. I'm good with tech because I like to try new things. Today we were emailed a zip file with results from a recent standardized test. The file contained three Excel sheets. Neither my coworker or my principal who sent the email could open the Excel sheets on my coworker's computer. They asked me to help because when it comes to actually using most software programs and all Google for education programs, even our school IT will sometimes call me. I opened Excel and opened the file just fine that way. Coworker thought I was going to copy and paste the data. Nope. Opens just fine when you use the correct program. Somehow in 2022, in a Google for Education district, he still uses Internet Explorer as his default and apparently opens all attachments through IE. I have no idea how he managed that. Well, there we go. There's one of the users we were just thinking about. Honestly, I hate Internet Explorer. I hate Edge. I hate Outlook, Outlook Express, anything to do with Outlook. The Windows environment, generally, I have no problem in dealing with. It's just all the other side Microsoft things that just drive me absolutely bonkers. What about you guys? Those of you that use Windows, what do you think? Save your work. The server's on fire. Many years ago, pre my IT days, I was doing a business administration course. And one day, someone I didn't really know popped their head around the door and said, Save your work. The server's on fire. Oddly enough, as the only person who saved their work to a floppy disk in the 90-odd seconds before the fire alarm went off, when we returned a few days later, I was the only person who still had the data from that day. The guy who A. told us to save the work to something that was on fire, and B. didn't bother with minor little details like the fire alarm was nowhere to be seen. Yes, in retrospect, we obviously should have just gotten out and not saved anything, but particularly when you're younger and less cynical, if you're told there's an emergency and to do something quickly, you just do it. Also, even when I thought about it, I thought it would either be 
a remote server, whereas they were for small places in the 90s, or at least in an outbuilding. Nope, he went and told people to do something extra at their desks while the computer, server, and rapidly the building were on fire. Sure thing, building's on fire. Let's all save our work. Maybe tidy our desks before we go home for the day, huh? Genius. The Ultimate Band-Aid. So this is from within the last 10 years. I was an intern for a government organization at the state level. We had an issue with the network going down every morning. It was tied down to a server that was freezing up every morning. We had a pretty large department with its own dedicated network team and all, so quick fix, right? Oh, no, no, no. This was a government job. Band-Aid fixes all around. Rather than find the source of the issue, the network team nominated a guy we'll call James, can't remember his actual name, to come in every morning at 6 a.m., clock in, restart the server, then take a nap until everyone else arrived. It worked, and this happened for like a month or two before management started asking questions like, why are we paying James so much overtime? Why is there a sleeping bag in the office? And did I just see James getting dressed in the break room? Is he sleeping here? Oh God, he's living out of the office? If it wasn't for that last question, I'm pretty sure they would have kept that band-aid on for years instead of just fixing the issue, which they hammered out within days of James being called in on suspicion of living in the office. In fact, I think it was fixed the same day after that. Wait, it was either the same day or the day after. It can't be the same day after that. That's, I don't understand. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.